Welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for very local news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. In local news, the Belmont Wellness Coalition has been awarded a $625,000 grant from the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy and the Federal Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. The Wellness Coalition plans to work with community partners to reduce and prevent youth use of marijuana, alcohol, and other drugs. On Sunday, November 11th, a bell rang to mark the commemoration of the end of World War I, the centennial of the end. Our own Jeff Hansel was there. As loud as I can, as clearly as I can, in honor and commemoration of this moment and their sacrifice and those of their family. These gave their lives. Joseph Serino, Victor Raleigh Craigie, William Clifford Finn, Frederick Kingsbury Lincoln, Dearborn Joseph McAleer, Hugh Watson Nemo, Carlton Mills Patrickwin, William Hervey Smith, Louis Anders True, and John Cromier. In their honor, we recognize their sacrifice today. Thank you very, very much. Welcome to This Week in the Citizen Herald, Belmont's online and print news source, and welcome back, Joanna Jubilis, senior multimedia journalist with the Citizen Herald, also at Wicked Local Belmont. And um, so Happy to be here, Michael. <laughs> we were all expecting long nights at both Tuesday and Wednesday's sessions of special town meeting. Right. Didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen. So I have two words to describe this special town meeting, and they are historic progress. Okay. Historic because Belmont uh, town meeting made decisions that really are historic. Um, we're moving prog and progress because we are moving prog projects that were such a long time coming right. forward. So you know, I don't, why don't we start with first um, the marijuana? Yeah. So the fact that first of all things went so fast because there was so little debate on the, there were five major articles. Even the marijuana article, the adult use marijuana overlay district article, 
only had 10 people go up to the microphone. The third person that went up said, let's end questioning, but that didn't pass. Yeah. There was only one person who spoke in opposition. That was Bonnie Friedman. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, I'm really against this. It's too restrictive. And Cambridge can open up a marijuana store that's 21 age, you know, not, and over. Not many blocks away. And if, we put, if Belmont puts one there, that can prevent that. But Steve Pinkerton, vice chairman of the planning board, said he urged town meeting, I, I agree with you, Bonnie, but we have to pass this now, and down the road we can revisit it. So there was an expectation, I think, of, of you know, deep-seated opposition um, yeah. to, to, to this measure, right. and, and it just failed to materialize. It and did. I, I think that's, you know, a testament to the, the sheer amount of work the planning board did in, in meeting with both sides and crafting, I agree. crafting a compromise that everybody felt they could work with moving forward. That passed, you know, overwhelmingly the two-thirds, uh, so, well more than two-thirds. So then we have this, the South Pleasant Street Overlay District, which concerns a portion of the same area. Yeah, six, six acres of that same area. The Marijuana Overlay District is actually six, 16 acres. Now this one is six and a half acres to be exact. So basically what that's doing is it's taking three lots on South Pleasant Street and it's going to allow for assisted living facilities and age-restricted mixed, you know, residential facilities. So that's an acknowledgement that, that, you know, as the, as, as people age in the town, you know, many people want to move out of their houses, you know, downsize, move into, to, um, you know, assisted living and other kinds of developments. Mm -hmm. And this you know, this kind of development would provide an opportunity I for think, that. I think worth noting is the last, the second to last person who went up to the microphone was uh, Robert McGaw. That's right. And he just got, had everybody laughing hysterically with what, with what he said um, about um, <laughs> how Pleasant Street is going to be known as what? Pleasantly High Street. Pleasantly High Street. So that was quite funny. Um, the other uh, historic um, decision was that they are approved the funding for the design of the underpass portion of the community path, uh, the Alexander, Alexander underpass. Avenue. That um, Adam Dash, Selectman Adam Dash, presented that. He said this has been talked about since as far back as 1983. So, this so, project. So I had thought it was about 20 years, but it's 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 Probably much more than years. that. Yeah. Much more than that. So that's real big progress right there. And that's going to really give the Winbrook neighborhood another way to get to the library, the high school. To, to, the, to, the, to the new 7 to 12 school. A safer way. Right. No more crossing over the tracks. Um, I would say the other, and that had no debate. Right. Uh, senior tax deferral, that, there was some discussion on that, and there was one, um, a couple of people opposed to that, but the, the big one Floyd worth Carmen. mentioning is Floyd Carmen, our town treasurer, was opposed to reducing the interest rate for this senior tax deferral program, which basically, you know, it allows eligible seniors to defer paying their property tax, and then there's an interest rate. So right. the current, the the previous interest rate was eight percent. It's now down to four and a half. Now it's four and a half because town meeting passed it. So, so that's so big because now they want to. They're, they're trying to say we we passed the debt exclusion. Right. Uh, you know, this will help seniors be able to stay in Belmont. So the very last item, and we don't have a lot of is time. Is the debt exclusion. The debt exclusion for, for the new school. Yes. And, and No debate whatsoever. passed overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. So it's now going to happen. Big win for the community. Big win. And, and I would say, again, historic town meeting because it just went so quick. I've never been in a town meeting that had such little debate and was so short. So thank you, Joanna.
in the meantime, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Michael. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, too. Thank you so much. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian, and welcome back, Franklin Tucker, editor of the Belmontonian, to talk with us this week about... Traffic, and why is it so bad? And it's not getting better. No, and it's not getting better anytime soon. Uh, we, can, we, we now have information uh, about why, where the traffic is coming from, who's coming through Belmont, and why it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Okay, so and that is because of the study uh, that was done on a town-wide traffic study by the BSC group and their traffic engineer, Sam Afre-Adu. Okay. So, and what he found is that, um, you know, the, the major problem with Belmont is that it's just part of a regional congestion problem. We're sort of stuck in the middle. That's, isn't, isn't that it? That's right. You know, you have people who, car, who are coming from Arlington, Lexington, Concord, uh, just our adjacent uh, communities, cutting through Belmont because it's the quickest way through uh, to getting to uh, basically the eastern part of, of Massachusetts, Boston, Cambridge, and, and other places which are growing uh, at a great at a great speed. So there really aren't there really aren't regional alternatives. Not now. I mean, it's it's very difficult to do a regional solution because you have so many different towns and, and cities, and the and it, and it would cost a lot of money. So so what are we talking about in terms of numbers? People have this 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 suspicion that you know. Most of this traffic is from out of town, is it? It is. Most of the traffic is from out of town. Um, most of the traffic is coming from uh, uh, the, the leading town, I should say, that, that where most of the traffic is coming in and out is, is Arlington. Okay. Uh, so uh, we can blame the spy ponders. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it really is a, a large number. I mean, even though, the peop even, even though people are, com are coming from Arlington, a lot of that traffic is, is coming from as far away as the Merrimack Valley, the Wilmingtons, Tewksburys, and Burlingtons. And, and we're getting a lot from Lexington, too, right? That's correct, uh, off of Route 2. But again, Route 2 is just one portion of, right. of, the, of, the, of, of the vehicles coming into town, it's, and it's not even the greatest proportion. So that's another assumption that many people had was, that, you know, if we, if we do something to prevent um, or, or to limit the amount of people coming off of Route 2, that would solve the problem. It wouldn't. Okay. So, so we, we, have, we have heavily trafficked arteries. We have people who are cutting off of those arteries and, and, and rolling through the neighborhoods trying to find a faster way through. Um, what, what are some of the answers? Well, a lot of the answers, well, the, the, first of all, the, there, there are some uh, answers, there are some proposals that were done by citizens uh, yeah. that just aren't going to happen. Okay. Number one was tolls, you know, let's toll the people coming in. You might as well make them pay for our roads. Right. Well, you need state okay to do that. Uh -huh. uh, you can have... Um, uh, 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 automatic speed enforcement, the cameras, you know, okay. which will, which will, uh, which will, uh, a big enforcement. revenue generator. That's right, but you have to have legisla legislation okay. Yeah. You can't do it that, on your that own. That also needs yeah, uh, and, state approval. And that would uh, also cause a lot of people, like, why do you want to open this uh, Pandora's sure. box? You know, if they, if Belmont does it, Arlington will do it and yeah. all that. And then you also have restrict access into neighborhoods, the no left turns, no sure. right turns. But even that, you really need to have. Um, uh, 
you have to have cooperation with your 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 fellow towns. I mean, you and you could also lose your federal funding uh, on on some of the major arteries simply because you're restricting. So it's it's a it's it's something that you really don't want to do. Okay. So so what are some of the things that that we can do in the town? Then? Well, well, the, there are three suggestions. Um, uh, that that the BSC group put out, and and one is to keep vehicles on the main road, you know, and so you you try to do that by 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 keeping traffic flowing quickly, you know, quickly. You want to keep speeds down because you don't want it to be a safety right. issue, but also to to keep capacity high uh, at at key intersections. You want things to be flowing. You don't want to put a put a um, a bottleneck in, sure. in these areas because you know you can if you look at some of the areas in town. Uh, the underpass at, at Belmont Center has 21,000 cars over a 12-hour 12, 12 period, you know, 6 to 6. And over at uh, Trapello at Waverly, that's the, the most congested. That's 22,100 cars. So is there any prospect that looking into the future we're re redesigning some of these intersections and throughways? That is, uh, that is the, 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 the most likely uh, solution here. Okay. It's uh, that, um, as, as, as Glenn Clancy said, you know, this is like a hurricane. You know, the hurricane comes through, but it takes three or four years to clean it up. That's what is going to happen here. We're going to have to make chicanes, you know, uh, traffic calming uh -huh. uh, things on our, on our streets. And it's, and it's not going to be a, a quick easy thing to do. We're going to have to really think about it and uh, and move forward on a you know on a, on a on a very thoughtful basis. So so long term process, no no quick fixes. Um, we'll be dealing with this for some time to come. Belmont is a traffic hell. All right. Thank you, Franklin. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Twenty police departments across Massachusetts, including Belmont's, are participating in No Shave November to raise funds for Homebase. Now you ask what this is. Homebase helps veterans and their families heal from post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, and other service-related issues. Joanna Juvelis met with some of Belmont's officers. Hi, how you doing? My name is Detective James Syracuse. I'm with the Belmont Police Department. I'm also the union president of the Belmont Police Patrolmen's Association. And I'm here to talk about uh, No Shave November that we're partaking in for the Home Base Program. Uh, the Home Base Program helps out uh, veterans who, and their families uh, who suffer from uh, PTSD. Um, this is the fourth year of No Shave November for, for police, for first responder No Shave November. And um, basically police departments, there's about 60 of us in mass and another 10 or so throughout New England that are partaking in it and all the money that is raised goes directly to the home base program. The first responder aspect of it first started with an MBTA police officer who was a part of home base who went there for help and he thought it would be a really you know cool idea for departments throughout the area to to raise money for. Um, this is our second year participating. Uh, last year we had about 10 or so guys do it, our officers do it and this year we're up to about 20 of us right now. It's extremely important. It hits home for me. My father was in the military. I work with a lot of guys in the military. So it's important to raise money and uh, help those guys out and women. You know, it is a great cause. And for them to step up to the plate, I think it's a great reflection on them. So we're all for it and, all, and very supportive. What are people saying when they see you with the, the beard? 
I'm mostly just asking why we're growing it because usually we're, we're clean shaven so we let them know it, it helps spread the awareness of what's going on too because you know people question why you know a police officer in Belmont would have a beard so then you get to explain to them why it is and give them the the address where they can donate it's itchy right now I'm on a week which isn't bad it is itchy though so I have to use beard oil but other than that it's getting there it's getting there have you ever had a beard before yes but normally you don't have a beard. Normally you don't. We have to shave usually when we're on uh, patrol. I think it's an awesome, if it's for a great cause, it's kind of, last year we, there was kind of a lot of camaraderie involved with it. It's for a good cause. You know, we're poking fun at each other, you know, with our beards. Cause they, some of the guys do look kind of, kind of funny with them. And I think it's kind of distinctive. People out in the street, they see us, you know, with the beard, like what, what is a, most police officers can't do that. Um, so it's kind of, it, it draws attention to the, the cause that, you know, that we're trying to help. Becker is a community fine artist and modern embroiderer who paints and stitches dresses that you may have already seen at a previous show at the Belmont Art Gallery. Her row house dress project is intended to call attention to all of the women who have exercised their rights following the Supreme Court's historic Roe versus Wade decision. I'm a feminist artist. I've been working with stitching and painting for quite a while and have come up with my row house dresses. And the row house dresses, R-O-E house dresses, are a discussion about being female in the 21st century and in the 20th century living with Roe v. Wade as the law of the land and the benefits that that brought. We're at risk right now of losing that with the new Supreme Court justice appointments, and so it's, it gravely concerns me. So I'm going to be telling my stories on these dresses. This particular one is a story about a young woman who took several friends to Planned Parenthood over the years, and this is the house that she was living in when that happened. I'm looking for stories that, that you can share with me. It could be about an abortion that you had because you felt you were too young, because you wanted to finish college, because you already had three children, because you were worried about finances. It could be that you um, never got pregnant and your friends did because you had the benefit of birth control that you were able to access through a clinic near your college or as a young adult. It could be a great story about choosing to help a friend or, or we're looking for ways to tell stories that would never exist if Roe versus Wade hadn't been passed and if we weren't able to um, basically control our own bodies and it's massively important to me. I've always been quite passionate about women's rights. I grew up with a single mother in, um, in Belmont and um, watched her go through a lot as a, as a woman. In, and I think it put something in my head and it, it, got me, it got me thinking about this from a young age. Uh, when, you know, the Supreme Court issue, when Clarence Thomas was put on the Supreme Court, it was the first time I felt political in my life and I just couldn't believe after what Anita Hill went through on that in the, on that panel in front of Congress that somehow that man was put on our Supreme Court. It just felt so, it, it felt so wrong and it felt so misguided that for it, the repeat offense to happen now, it, it's so personal to me and I feel 
um, that my art is the one way that I can help women express who we are and put it out there and make sure that our stories are heard in a way that, that's legitimate and that, that we will be listened to. Uh, so you could email me. My email is kbeckerartist at gmail.com. I'm thrilled to get more stories. I'm having a big show in April, and I want to have hundreds of these dresses. Now it's time for our community calendar with Jane Peters. Jane talks about all of the interesting things happening in Belmont this week. Hi, everybody, and welcome to your community calendar for next week. Talk Turkey with Mass Audubon on Tuesday at 2 at the Beach Street Center and learn all about the habits and history of the bird that is synonymous with Thanksgiving. You can also enjoy tea and cookies following the talk at 3 p.m. in an intergenerational program, crafting fairy gnome and mouse figures for the Habitat Children's Shelter building activities. And on Tuesday at 5, delve into the world of make-believe with a showing of Won't You Be My Neighbor, a documentary featuring Fred Rogers, his infamous public television program Mr. Rogers, and his legacy. Wear your red cardigan and enjoy an evening movie with friends at the Beach Street Center. Join a discussion of Lincoln in the Bardo at the library on Wednesday the 21st at 3 p.m. This imaginative novel tells the story of Lincoln's grief at losing his 11-year-old son, Willie. Belmont Book Discussion meets on the third Wednesday of every other month. The club will also be voting on 2019's titles at this meeting. On Tuesday the 27th, Dr. Gary Highlander, a local historian and professor at Stonehill College, will present on the Pentagon Papers. Learn about the 7,000-page study that discusses America's political and military involvement in Vietnam after World War II. Kids can spend an evening with professional chef Gail Arnold in the Chop Chop Test Kitchen for an evening of Spanish cooking on Tuesday from 4 to 6. In this class, kids in grades 3 to 5 will discover signature dishes from Spain while sharpening beginner to intermediate kitchen skills. Register on Eventbrite. Help Habitat in an autumn cleanup on Saturday, December 1st from 10 a.m. to noon. Hardy folks who like to rake, cut firewood, haul brush, or are skilled with hand tools are encouraged to volunteer. This cleanup is suitable for all ages. Tools and gloves will be provided. You can see a full list of Habitat events on the Mass Audubon website. Lab Collaborative designs and delivers special education services that promote academic, social, and career independence in the most inclusive settings possible. You can support Lab and Best Buddies in their craft fair on Saturday, December 1st from 10 to 3 at the Lexington High School cafeteria. Browse a variety of handmade items like jewelry, decor, and gifts. And you can visit Spirited Gourmet on Saturday for their holiday grand soiree from 4 to 7 p.m. You can enjoy live jazz, cocktail tastings, 12-bottle wine tastings, and specialty food tastings from over 10 different local artisans. And that's all for this week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Now it's time for Belmont Sports. We have highlights of the semifinals and finals of the Marauders Girls Volleyball matches. Uh, with reporting by Franklin Tucker and video by Jeremy Meserve. For the first time in program history, Belmont High School reached the Central East sectional semifinals versus North Quincy, which they won the game three sets to one.
been a historic year for Belmont, going 16-3 in the regular season, and then coming back and winning two playoff games. After the victory of North Quincy, Belmont went to the sectional finals where they met six-time sectional winners, Newton North. And this was going to be a very tough game from the start for the third-ranked Belmont Marauders as uh, they would come up against some of the best players in the state, one being Ashley Wang, who is going to Harvard on a four-year scholarship. Um, it was... Uh, a spirited game, but Belmont was pretty much overpowered. Good save by Newton North. And the ball goes out of bounds. Belmont finishes the season at 18-4, which is a program high. Oh, great play by Belmont. And that one is in, and Newton North wins the match and the game. Three zip, 25-15 is the last one. Again, that 10-point differential between the two teams prevailed throughout the uh, three sets. A great season for the Belmont Marauders. They made it to the world. Also, if you'd like to get involved in the program, we'd love you to. Please contact... Frederic Rigolo at fred at belmontmedia.org. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time.